understand and i must be honest here to understand for myself first how they build their teams companies solutions in themselves like me if you too wish to nurture the hidden leader in yourself tune into this hd smartcast original hello in this episode we have with us manasvi vadera vice president product and loyalty solutions south asia at mastercard will be talking to us about the future of payments and e-commerce this episode is a part of an ongoing mastercard series on hd smartcast leadership lessons hi manaspi how are you doing hi swati i'm well and it's great to be having this conversation with you pleasure to have you on the show Uh, we've been talking all about mastercard getting into uh, digital payments tokenization just tell me a little more about uh, why e-commerce and digital payments complement each other i think for me they have to work together but if i want to put it in more words how would you really want to explain that sure so swati you you bang on uh, there is a symbiotic relationship between e-commerce and digital payments they sort of enable each other right yes. e-commerce is a is a fantastic use case for digital payments and digital payments power more convenient and safer spending on e-commerce channels so so definitely definitely a correlation between both of them and we've seen over the last few years there's been tremendous growth in digital payments in india as both mm-hmm. consumers and merchants have experienced the convenience and safety of their digital adoption Yes. Um and there are multiple reasons behind this. Mm-hmm. Uh we've uh you know for starters we've seen an increase in awareness in tier 2 and tier 3 cities. One of the biggest challenges that we'd seen in the past was lack of awareness and comfort with consumers beyond tier 1 cities. Mm. But uh, given the pandemic, uh the awareness and growth for digital payments in tier 2 and tier 3 cities has increased dramatically. There are now multiple payment options available to users. the easily accessible apps and there's an overall increase uh, in payment acceptance by merchants as well so yeah so definitely and in the indian context right a very interesting snippet there's a research uh, or a report by bcg and facebook which came out last year okay. which cited that amongst nations amongst various nations like china brazil indonesia thailand and philippines India or respondents from India actually displayed the highest surge in their preference for e-commerce. Oh, so definitely there are more and more users spending online and across newer categories. And I'm sure a lot of contribution would be coming from the tier 2 cities. In the whole gamut if 100% is what it is, I'm sure 60% should be tier 2, right? So I don't think we are at the 60% uh, mark, but yes, tier 2, tier 3 cities uh, we've really seen a rapid adoption. and we can talk about uh, that in I'm sure in the going forward yes there's been an interesting campaign that i've recently seen across and that's been the mastercard use befiker campaign and and honestly i have seen it myself and 
quite hooked to the whole campaign would you want to talk more about the campaign and your take on the future of payments for e-commerce sure sure uh, so thanks swati uh, you know as mastercard we constantly work with our issuer partners to drive awareness on various use cases and also the security of card payments so in in that light this was a campaign launched uh, recently by rbl bank and mastercard together uh with use befikar as you mentioned uh being the premise of the campaign rbl bank and mastercard are uh, trying to work together to show users how rbl bank's mastercard credit card is a safe way of making payments for an array of needs yes. and also uh encouraging them to check out exclusive deals and offers available to them this festive season so so this campaign actually includes uh, a video series featuring hmm. renowned uh, personalities and these videos highlight uh, the card's versatile capabilities not just you know for the card user themselves but for all their family members yeah. focusing on categories and uses like um, online shopping health and fitness bill payments food delivery so as the nation's gearing up for the festive season uh, all consumers want the most competitive deals and rewards to get the most out of their spending and therefore we feel that these kind of campaigns resonate with our card uh, holders and obviously i mean will uh, drive e-commerce spending as well manasvi what are the changing consumer preferences driving the digital payment trends also tell us a little about d2c which is direct to consumer wave in india so i'll answer this in two parts uh, swati since you asked the question in two parts mm-hmm. uh the first part about changing consumer preferences uh so we've seen that you know confined in their homes over the last year and a half people heavily relied on e-commerce for the purchase of their groceries health products and other essentials mm-hmm. we also saw merchants expanding their services uh whether it was in the context of partnering with offline neighborhood kirana stores to bring products to users or whether it was in terms of food delivery companies expanding into grocery delivery mm-hmm. Yes. Ride hailing platform started package delivery, right? You could send packages yeah, to your yeah. near and dear ones. So all of these things drove changes in consumer behavior. We also saw that with cinema halls and gyms shut earlier, users had started turning to OTT platforms for entertainment, to online health platforms for fitness and wellness. So all of these factors put together served as drivers for digital payment. Yes. Even now, as the lockdown is eased. a lot of consumers are still preferring to shop online you talked about it earlier in terms of you know the shift uh, of behavior yeah. a lot of consumers prefer to shop online and they want to minimize social interaction in fact uh, according to a recent uh, covid-19 consumer sentiment monitor that uh, we have done only about 32% people miss an in person shopping experience so definitely uh, a switch uh, in consumer preferences and behavior yeah. coming to the second part of your question on direct to consumer uh so definitely from a d2c perspective not just customers but businesses have also turned to e-commerce hundreds of brands are today riding the d2c wave and uh they're doing this by going omni channel right their physical format uh may still exist but they are uh finding it extremely extremely important and pertinent to establish an online presence and for these brands to take the d2c route uh it is essential to have a seamless and secure payment experience to the consumers and this sort of rounds up the overall uh yeah. customer experience and then builds trust as well 
I guess because the market currently is very volatile. I mean, in terms of we really don't know what's coming. You know, nobody can really predict when the way people have been saying the next wave of COVID will come. People can really not predict. You know, what the consumer will really behave like. So everybody, I think today the way I see it is experimenting with a lot of stuff. While working, you're wanting to have purchases as well. While working, you're wanting to you know maybe buy just groceries. So I guess you know what you're saying really puts in all the way people are currently behaving and really nice. put up there when it comes to digital payments trust is the basic thing which really has to come across and the moment uh, you know uh, the people are getting onto digital payments the trust is also increasing so would you want to really talk more about it how the whole sector is faring in the uh, thing sure 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 swati so yes there's a definite increase in consumer trust with respect mm-hmm. to digital payments and you know we've all seen over the last year year and a half amidst all the concerns due to covid-19 we did see during the first wave and subsequently in the second wave as well that physical stores were closed retail outlets were closed there were a host of protective and social distancing measures mm. this really uh, helped in driving an exponential spike in digital payments yeah. uh, just for your reference right 2020 obviously there was an impact in spends but if i were to compare the first half of 2021 um in terms of debit and credit card spends the spends in 2021 have surpassed not just the spends of 2020 which we said was an impacted year but also the spends of the first half of 2019 so therefore this means that this year consumers have spent more even though they were at home or under partial lockdown for the first half of this year the covid wave had hit us hard in early 2021 as well um another interesting point that i'd want to share with you is that mm-hmm. atm withdrawals as a reference point for cash usage in the economy we've seen that since 2019 overall uh cash withdrawals at atm have also started to decrease therefore this is a this is a testimony to the fact that you know consumers are opting for digital payments and trust is definitely going up I think I can just remember two sayings currently the old ones but they really go right one is uh, I know a lot of people would not want me to say this but covid has become a blessing in disguise for something like a digital payments because that's something that really people have gotten into because of whatever reasons the safety reasons or the reasons they don't want to step out the lockdowns or whatever the other is habits die hard bad uh in the sense is what it really meant for me is the people who've really gotten into that trend of buying digitally so that's the reason you know why your search from 2019 to 2021 it hasn't really gone down because the people who've really gotten into buying stuff digitally online would not want to go back because it saves a lot of time the effort that it may take so i think in the current situation you know the overall uh, impact can be really seen and as you just mentioned the numbers that come across are very well validating the whole thing for us yeah so that sounds awesome Tell us a little more about Mastercard initiatives for increasing acceptance infrastructure. I read this word somewhere. I mean, but I just could not get what it exactly means. Uh, would love to know more from you. Sure. Uh, so, Swati, the uh, acceptance infrastructure is basically uh, the infrastructure at a merchant's end, um, an e-commerce site's end, anything which enables a consumer to make payments. It could be in the form of card machines it could be in the form of uh, online checkout options it could be in the form of qr codes deployed at uh, at stores and uh, sure so in terms of mastercard's initiatives um as i mentioned earlier 
uh, COVID-19 has brought about a behavioral change in consumers. We we discussed that. Yeah. People are now looking for safer, convenient and contact-free payment methods. Hmm. And they are also more assured with the idea of digital as well as online payments. Uh, we also talked about the fact that merchants to be on the top of this changing consumer behavior are now providing digital payment options, contactless terminals. You don't need to dip your uh, card into the, yeah. uh, uh, the card machine. You can tap and pay tap up and to 5,000 rupees. And there are obviously QR codes, UPI hmm. payments. Um, from MasterCard's perspective, we've always stated that our competition is with cash. Uh, and we are a part of the vision to make India a cashless economy. And we've been working to create awareness about digital payments amongst small merchants and with consumers as well. Hmm. So we launched uh, a campaign called the Team Cashless India campaign last year that has allowed us to connect with thousands of merchants on ground across uh, multiple cities to further these objectives. We're also helping uh, MSMEs uh, go online and explore a wider market for their products and services. Um, and a couple of other things that I want to share that the MasterCard uh, Center for Inclusive Growth has partnered with the Industries Foundation mm-hmm. to support 100,000 women artisans with digital presence, networking and other skills. Uh, the center has also reached out to 10,000 micro and small enterprises in Rajasthan to educate them about the benefits of digital payments. Okay, that's interesting. I mean, the question which I actually had in my mind about why and how are you really educating these merchants is something I really get to hear uh, in this question. Interesting. Moving on, what does it take to build a holistic digital payment ecosystem? So I'd say that it takes the entire ecosystem, which includes banks, which includes uh, payment processors, uh, merchants, uh, you know, to create the infrastructure and the means to facilitate digital payments. On one hand, like I said, you have banks and card issuers with whom we continuously work to create innovative solutions to accelerate the adoption and acceptance of uh, digital payments. This includes initiatives like mobile, contactless, tap and pay solutions where cardholders need not even carry their physical cards anymore and they can transact at any contactless uh, point of sale terminal by using their mobile phone. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have solutions around remittances and cross-border payments and a host of other digital-first products and initiatives. On the other hand, uh, Naswati, we work with merchants, uh, like I said earlier, both offline and online, various payment processors and payment gateways to make sure that there are enough avenues for customers to be able to make frictionless and secure payments. Um, Lastly, in this space, we are also partnering with fintechs and other uh, emerging payment players to give them access to MasterCard's acceptance uh, network and also to be able to offer credit or digital lending solutions to cardholders. Chindi, overall, the only thing I really understood out of the whole thing is a lot of stakeholders and a you know big industry itself. And actually, fintechs that you talked about, I I know that's a growing industry because one of my friends just moved into it, and how you know that that's a separate world in itself, which is really developing. Absolutely. Manasvi, tell us a little more about MasterCard's initiative to foster greater financial inclusion in India. So Swati, we've been talking about uh, everything in the context of COVID-19 and unfortunate, but I mean, that's that's the, uh, that's the current situation. Yeah. Uh, and the impact of COVID-19 has made it even more important to support inclusive growth in Asia Pacific, which uh, as far as I remember is a home to about 60% of the world's population. 
Um, so Mastercard has expanded its worldwide commitment to financial inclusion by pledging to bring a total of one billion people and fifty million micro and small businesses into the digital economy by 2025. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also a, a direct focus on providing 25 million women entrepreneurs with solutions that can help them grow their businesses. Um, specifically, yeah, specifically in India, Mastercard is also introducing uh, a micro credit platform that opens access to credit for shopkeepers who have historically been locked out of the financial ecosystem, and and to empower these small business owners with the skills that they need. to use the credit most productively uh, mastercard is also partnering with ngos to provide financial and digital literacy training that is uh, something that really gives a lot of opportunities to people across uh, different levels to really uh, get their things at place thank you so much manasvi for uh, joining us on the hd leadership lessons and uh, do let us listeners know where can they reach you if they have more questions about future of payments e-commerce how things happen where would they you know want to ping you talk to you on well, swati it was uh, an absolute pleasure interacting with you and speaking with you today Thank and uh, sure if any of the listeners any of the users want to reach out to to us at mastercard they can always connect with us on the mastercard india twitter handle and uh, and you know share their questions comments thank you so much manasvi for joining us in hd leadership lessons and giving us all the knowledge about the payments and the e-commerce i'm sure my listeners enjoyed listening to you on this thank you so much thanks once again that is it for now i hope this episode on hd smartcast leadership lessons will lead you into a better future if you have any questions or requests Feel free to reach out to me at Swati Garg on LinkedIn to get featured on this podcast. Write to us at podcast@hindustantimes.com. For the latest information on my podcast, follow us on HT Smartcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Clubhouse, YouTube, and LinkedIn. To listen to much more such podcasts, log on to htsmartcast.com or suno nee nazariye se. This was an HD Smartcast original. HD Smartcast.